Welcome to Hunger Club, the Monday online Bible study of the Feast Makati District. I'm Risa Singson Kaupeng, Editor-in-Chief of the Feast Magazine. Let's satisfy our hunger with God's Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We thank you, Jesus, because you are so good. We thank you, Lord, for this brand new week, this evening, another moment that you give us, another opportunity you give us to get to know you more and your word more. We pray, Lord God, that you may just open the eyes of our hearts, that you will enlighten us. And as we go and dive deep in your word, Lord God, your word will just come alive for us and your word will change and transform our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And we pray, dear Mama Mary, that you may cover us with your blue mantle of protection as we all together pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen and amen in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Everything starts in the mind. Even joy starts in the mind, no? Proverbs 23, verse 7. Iba-ibang version ng passage na to. But this particular passage you will only find in this version, in the King James Version. And it says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I'll read this from the New Living Translation. It goes, see, iba eh, iba sa ibang Bible versions, they are always thinking about how much it costs. Oh, diba? Walang connect. Eat and drink, they say, but they don't mean it. But you can find this particular passage in Proverbs 23, verse 7, in the King James Version. For as he thinks in his heart, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's why it's so important what we put in our thoughts. Kasi kung ano yung isipin natin, I'm a loser, di ko kaya yan. Ay, yan ako, this will, will never make it. Yung mga ganyan. Pag iniisip mo na yan, ay, nako, yan ay totoo para sa'yo. That's what becomes truth for you. And that's why a Chinese philosopher named Lao Tzu said, Watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And this is why we have to make an effort to watch what goes through our minds. Kasi everything started with that thought. How many of you thought when you were a child, ay paglaki ko magiging nurse ako. Or yung mga iba dyan, mga doktor dyan, di ba? May mga bata, ay paglaki ko magiging doktor ako. It starts with a thought. And then the thought becomes words. And then the words become actions. Hanggang natutupad yung mga naisip natin. And so it's so important to watch the thoughts that go into our minds. Effort talaga. Effort to watch what goes through our minds. Sabi ni Henry Ford, Thinking is the hardest work in the world, which is probably why so few people engage in it. Aray, maraming hindi daw nag-iisip. If you think about it, the greatest minds produce the greatest things. 
in this world. I mean, like, imagine mo yung internet, yung kotse, si Henry Ford. I mean, you have to imagine these things for you to be able to invent it and to make it happen. Scientists say that we have 10,000 unique thoughts per day. Akalain mo, yung taong sinasabi mo, parang walang laman yung utak na yan. Ay, hindi pala totoo. Because 10,000 unique thoughts pass through our minds every single day. And imagine if most of these thoughts are negative, do you even wonder why your life is going the way it is? Diba? Why it's not going the way you wish it to go? So how do we control our thoughts? It's a tough job. We can't do it on our own. But St. Paul teaches us In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, St. Paul wrote, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Verse 5, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We have to take our thoughts into captivity. Yan ang sinasabi ni St. Paul. Kailangan natin lupigin. Kailangan natin i-capture. Kailangan natin i-arrest yung mga thoughts natin na hindi maganda. We have to make them obedient to Christ by transforming the way we think. Let me tell you this story. Early on in our lockdown here in our village, merong nanggulo. Merong isang tao na nakatira rin dito sa loob. He was destroying the peace and the community. Imagine at that time, the lockdown was just two weeks old and everybody was on edge. We were so scared about this pandemic, etc. And then there was this person going around our village early in the morning, honking his horn and in FB Live yung mga bahay and saying that itong mga mayayaman na to, hindi sila tumutulong, kaya yung mga mahihirap tingnan yung mga ganyan. As in sowing division. And this is not chismes because this is in the news. The residents did not stand for it because number one, he was invading into the privacy of the village, privacy of our homes because he was videoing our homes. Nakikita mo yun. Tapos tinuturo niya, ay dito, it's ganyan nakatira dito, dito, senator nakatira, yung mga ganyan. So what we did, residents, the board, the association, they went to the police, they asked for police help, ganyan, and they actually arrested this guy because it so happened that this guy who was causing trouble was wanted pala by the police for different cases. One of the highest ranking police officers in PNP was the one who took charge of arresting him and I guess he's in jail now or he will go to court for his crimes. That's just an example of what St. Paul means here, that we have to capture our rebelliousness. We have to take, we have to take our thoughts into captivity. Yan yung version sa New American Bible. So the same way na kinapture yung troublemaker at nilabas sa village namin, That's what we need to do with the thoughts in our minds, the thoughts that disturb us, the thoughts that do not help us, the thoughts that are negative and that pull us down. St. Paul also wrote in Romans 12 verse 2, and this is what he said, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing 
and perfect. But there are a lot of people who want to know God's will for their lives. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the things that we want to know. And people say, how will I know what God's will is for me? Sabi ni St. Paul, when you don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, and you allow God to change the way you think, conforming it to His thoughts, then you will know God's will. Then you will learn to know God's will. Ay, mas madaling malaman ang kalooban ng Panginoon para sa atin pag nire-renew natin yung thoughts natin. So, how do we test positive? Kung merong positive thoughts test na i-implement ngayon, will you test positive in your thought life or will you test negative? So how do we test positive? Number one, we have to learn how to transform worry to worship. Okay, we have to learn how to transform worry to worship. Matthew 6.25, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Did you think about it? during this pandemic, did you even once look at your cabinet and say, ay grabe, ang dami ko palang damit. Kasi ngayon, puro pambahay lang ginagamit ko. Did you even once look at your shoe rack and say, wow, ang dami kong shoes, di ko masuot. And we thought we didn't have enough. Verse 25 pa rin, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Ay, naku, yung mga namuting buhok. May mga ganyan. Yung uh, dahil sa problema nila, namuti agad yung buhok nila. Hindi naman natin kailangan. Napaputiin yan. Puputi yan. Puputi yan, promise. <laughs> Pero huwag na nating bilisan pa. Okay? Because we cannot add a single moment to our lifetime. Let's jump to verse 31. So, si Jesus pa rin nagsasalita, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts. Again, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father always, already knows all your needs. And then this beautiful, beautiful verse, one of the first verses I memorized from Scripture ever since I was a young Christian, Matthew 6.33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. Oh my! What an explosive verse! What an explosive passage! We know that song, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Trivia about that song that we sing at Mass. Do you know that the songwriter of that That short verse has earned so much. God has provided for that woman so generously because of that song that she composed. Amazing, right? 
So instead of looking at our lack, we focus on our God who supplies our every need. Alam ni Lord kung anong kailangan natin. So baka sabihin niyo, alam pala niya, Risa, bakit hindi niya ako pinuprovide? Ba't nagigipit ako? Ba't di ko mapag-abot yung kinse at saka katapusan? Bakit palagi akong kasama ng pecha de peligro gang? Ah, baka hindi nakasalanan ni Lord yan. Baka naman nagpo-provide si Lord, pero tayo yung hindi marunong mag-manage ng mga blessings niya. When we focus on our God who supplies our every need, instead of looking to what we lack, what happens? We become grateful. We become grateful. We learn to magnify the Lord and what He has done. Remember that? Early on in the Hunger Club, I told you what magnify the Lord means. Diba? Yung pag meron kang magnifying glass, anong mangyayari dun sa maliit na nasa ilalim ng magnifying glass? Wow! Yung maliit na at, biglang woo! Nang laki-laki na niya, diba? Yung letrang napakiliit, pag ginamitan mo ng magnifying glass, wow! Ang laki-laki na ng mga letra na babasa mo na. And that's what we do when we magnify the Lord. When we become grateful, we magnify what the Lord does. I love what Bianca Gonzalez said at the Jewels Conference. I love what Bianca said because she said, the smaller the blessing you're grateful for, the better. That's what she does now when she prays with her young kids. The little things, yung mga maliliit na bagay. Kasi feeling natin, ay, ako, magpapasalamat ako kay Lord pag I got a raise in the office or nagkaroon ako ng bagong car. Hindi, pasalamat ka kay Lord na, wow, Lord, may toothpaste ako. Wow, Lord, may tubig na lumalabas sa gripo namin. Lord, thank you na kahit na... Three days a week lang ako sinusweldohan dahil dito sa pandemic na to. Praise God, may sweldo pa rin ako kasi maraming nawala ng trabaho sa mga panahon na to. Anything. Lord, thank you na flat tire ako. Hallelujah. Baka you're saving me from an accident. Tapos pagkuha mo ng spare tire mo, praise God, naka-flat din si spare tire. Anything. If you just thank God, if you just Thank God for everything. Wow, it turns into worship and your worries go away because your worries become small and your gratitude becomes big. We magnify our God. Next thing that we can do to test positive in our thoughts is anger to action. There are a lot of people who bring a lot of garbage with them. You and I, we also have our own garbage. It could be because of our broken past or because of issues of abandonment or because of our upbringing or lack thereof. Others may just be having a bad day or maybe they're stressed over things that are happening around them like this pandemic or being locked down or losing your job or things not working out or just being so irritated with people that you're locked down with. So many things, so many things that can really affect us. But let me ask you this question. Are you a thermometer or are you a thermostat? What's the difference? A thermometer will record the temperature outside of it. So I get my iPhone and I look at my weather app and the weather app tells me that right now it's 30 degrees. It's a thermometer. It's taking the temperature outside. But what is a thermostat? A thermostat is what you have on your aircon. You see, there's a temperature button. And right now, my temperature is at 21. But you know, naiinitan ako dahil mayroon akong lights. So, lalaksan ko yung aircon. 
Tapos, lalamigan ko pa siya. So, from 21, I will bring it down to 19 degrees. So, many of us allow ourselves to be used as thermometers. Somebody comes exploding, blowing their top, and then we register that hot temper, at tayo rin, hot na rin ako. We become reactionary. I have to admit that many times, oftentimes, I'm a thermometer rather than a thermostat. But a thermostat dictates the temperature in the room. It dictates the temperature in the room. And so when somebody comes, if somebody comes and enters into this room and starts shouting at me, anong gagawin ko? Oh, wow, talagang tataas rin yung dugo ko. Tapos sisigawan ko rin siya or lalabanan ko rin siya. Or, you know, when somebody sends you an angry text or whatever, di ba, nafe-feel mo, tumataas dyan yung ano mo, dugo sa tenga mo. And then we also reply with an angry text. Ano yon Naging thermometer tayo. But what does a thermostat do? The thermostat is the way of the spirit. It's the way of the new heart that God wants us to have. Um, Sister Marie, our international speaker at the Jewels Conference, spoke about during the last talk. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. A gentle answer deflects anger. Ay, ano yun? Thermostat. Thermostat yun. But harsh words make tempers flare. Ay, grabe. Naging thermometer. Naging thermometer ka. If you allow the harsh answer to make your temper flare because you just reflected what the other person did. There was a time when people were getting on my nerves. Alam niyo yun? Does that happen to you when people get on your nerves? Yung feeling mo na, yung, yung nararamdaman mo yung blood pressure mong tumataas. Okay. Now, I'm talking to the millennials. Kung millennial ka, hindi mo mararamdaman yan. Yung tumataas yung blood pressure mo, hindi. That is a phenomenon that happens when you hit midlife. Okay? <laughs> yung, mga, yung mga nakakaramdam niyan, say amen to midlife. <laughs> But later on, I was thinking, no, why will I allow other people's bad attitude to turn my attitude bad? It's like, imagine this. Someone comes to your house, to your very clean, very beautiful, well-tended garden and your house that's so pristine, well-painted, napakalinis, pwede mong dilaan ng sahig. And then somebody comes to your house and then in a garbage truck full of trash and then dumps it in your beautiful garden. What will you do? Magtatampisaw ka ba dun sa trash dun sa basura hindi di ba anong sasabihin mo sasabihin mo diyan sa tao niyan hey get your garbage out of my beautiful lawn get your garbage out of my house i keep my house clean take your garbage with you let's not allow people who dump their garbage on us to leave it there one time my husband was so upset about another person And then he started taking it out on me. Tinanong ko lang siya, saan ka papunta? And then he started, hi ako, ganyan, told you no, hi. Ganyan-ganyan siya, no? Di ako nakangangalang ako sa kanya. Tinatanong ko lang kung saan siya papunta, di ba? And then, but, thank God, I had enough emotional awareness. Ayan, natutunan natin sa talk ni Brother Bo sa Jewels. I had enough emotional awareness 
and emotional intelligence to realize that, hey, he's not mad at me. He's mad at that person who is making this trouble for him. So nakangala ako sa kanyang ganyan, nakikinig, and then he shuts the door, and then I'm there staring outside the window, and I start to pray, Lord, please bless him, please help, you know, fix this gulo and fix his relationship. And then, you know, after a few seconds, while I was still in prayer and looking outside that window, he pops his head back in with a sheepish smile and he goes, hey, I'm not mad at you, ha? Hindi, hindi ako sa'yo galit, ha? And I said, I know, I know. You know, some people just, they're, they're just so mad. They're just angry. They don't know where to dump it. And for husband and wife, that's good. I love it that he, he tells me, I mean, you know, not that you, I, you, I want him to dump trash on me, but it's something that I can pray for, diba? I can pray for him, his, his concerns. But if it's other people, it's a workmate, it's other members of your family, don't let it affect you. Don't swim in the trash that they dump on you. Pray for it, help them, but don't let them keep that trash. Don't take that trash in your life and don't let it affect you. Hanggang ikaw, ikaw na rin, paglabas mo, oh, ano ba? Ba't hindi mo ginawa yun? Ganun ka na doon sa katulong o doon sa mga bata, di ba? Dahil somebody dumped trash on you, then now you have to dump it on somebody else, di ba? So here, again, it's taking our thoughts into captivity so that we have to turn our anger into action. What did I do when he was upset about that problem that he had? I didn't allow the anger to infect me. I turned it into action by praying about it. And then I thought, what could I do? Maybe I can talk to that other person who upset him so that next time, maybe they can do things better or stuff like that. So we can turn our anger into action instead of releasing it and getting mad at people. How can we solve this? How can we solve this problem? Instead of reacting, let's say, okay, let's solve it. Let's solve it. And then the third the third thing that we can do to test positive in our thoughts is from offense to obedience. Offense to obedience. This is related to uh, our previous one, anger. Sometimes they are just people that offend us. Sometimes they don't even mean to offend us, but we get offended. Sometimes you're the one speaking, and this happens to me so many times. I have no intention to offend, but the way I say it offends the other person. It's like there's an offensive spirit, and this is really an actual spirit. You know, it's an actual evil spirit when there's a spirit of offense. Alam mo yon yung, I don't know if you know people like that, na kahit anong sabihin nila, kahit nagpapatawa sila, parang na-offend ka. Pero pag ibang tao naman, yung ginoka in the same way, natatawa ka, pero pag yung tao na yun, personal yung dating sa'yo. Can you relate? Can you relate to that? And sometimes, we're even offended by God's word. The Word of God can sometimes offend us. So there are people who say they go to church. I've heard this story. They go to confession and the priest tells them something about their sin and they got offended. And because of that, they leave church. They stop going to Mass and they don't go to confession anymore. So even God's Word can sometimes be offensive. I remember Jewel's conference a couple of years ago. I had the talk about purity. And that was the most hands down, the most difficult talk I ever gave. 
because everyone was so silent. It was like I was walking on eggshells talking about purity. I really felt like an alien speaking to earthlings or the other way around. I was the earthling speaking to aliens. The word about purity, it was just so painful to hear. I think this is the first time I'm talking about this publicly, or maybe I might have shared this in Feast SM Aura before, but I felt so bad after giving that talk. I felt so bad, and I was expecting people to bash me online because of that talk. It was a difficult talk to give about purity. Thankfully, I don't know, wala naman ako nakita online. Kung binash niyo ako, di ko nakita. And for days after that, I felt so bad because... I felt like people rejected the, the message. You know, the story of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is a prophet and he was called the weeping prophet. You know why? Let me just give you a backstory on Jeremiah. David was the first king of Israel. After David, his son was Solomon. But after Solomon, the kingdom of Israel was divided into two. The northern kingdom, which became Israel, and then the southern kingdom, which became Judah. Kung baga sa Metro Manila, Quezon City, at saka Alabang. Parang ganun. God sent prophets to both nations to warn them of the judgment that was coming because they kept on disobeying God's laws. You know, they were worshiping false gods. Basta they kept on violating God's commandment because they would not turn from their idolatry. They didn't repent. Finally, the Lord executed the curse upon of exile upon both nations through foreign heathen nations not really god cursing the people because of their disobedience they just reap it's just a natural effect of their sin the old testament people they thought pag minamala sila it was god cursing them or causing bad things to happen to them but really god was telling them to obey because he wanted them to be free from the complications of sin. But they wouldn't. And so what happened was Israel's capital was Samaria and they were conquered by the Assyrians. And then the capital of Judah was Jerusalem. Jerusalem would fall to the Babylonian kingdom. Forty years before Jerusalem fell to Babylon, God raised up the prophet Jeremiah and plead with the people for them to repent. So Jeremiah was speaking God's prophecy for Judah to surrender. God was speaking through Jeremiah and telling them, allow Jerusalem to be captured and allow yourselves to be taken to captives to Babylon. But he was accused of being a traitor to their country. Kasi parang sinasabi niya, bakit po sinasabing mag-surrender tayo sa China? Hindi, Pilipinas tayo. Parang ganun. No? <laughs> okay, let's read from Jeremiah 1. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth. This is Jeremiah speaking and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Imagine mo yung tawag ng Panginoon kay Jeremiah. The words that God put in Jeremiah's mouth were hard words. Kaya he was the weeping prophet kasi he would speak God's word and it was so difficult and the people hated him for it. So sometimes God's word can offend us. But look at this. Proverbs 12 verse 1 says, To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. 
mga mangmang lang daw ang mga ayaw makorekt. So that if you have that attitude that you don't like being corrected or you don't like your faults being pointed out to you, you'll never learn. Because to learn, you must love discipline. That's what the book of Proverbs says. In the good news version of Proverbs 12 verse 1, sabi, Any who love knowledge want to be told when they are wrong. It is stupid to hate being corrected. I met a friend a neighbor in our gym here in our clubhouse. And I learned that she had a home gym. I mean, she had a treadmill, she had weight, all in her house. I was wondering, bakit ka nagpabayad ng membership dito sa gym natin? At nagbayad pa siya ng coach para i-train siya. Sabi ko, bakit ka nagpabayad? I-swimming po siya sa bahay, meron siyang gym equipment. Sabi ko, so why do you still come and pay when you already have all that in your house? And you know what she said? She said, I don't want to save money and then get injured. Sabi niya, I'd rather pay and be sure that what I'm doing is right. What was she doing? I met her because I also paid the membership, although I don't have a home gym. I wish I had. I also paid a gym instructor. So what was she and I doing? We were paying someone, we were paying a coach to tell us what we were doing wrong. Imagine that. Because kung gawin mo, see, work out ka, work out, work out, lift weights, lift weights, tapos naganda, injure, injure ka kasi mali pala yung ginagawa mo. That's what this passage in scripture means. So if you want knowledge, you have to want to be told what you're doing wrong. When it comes to offense, maybe the person giving the criticism doesn't do it the right way. It's really hard. It's so hard to criticize. Ako, talagang kahit na gano mo isipin. And sometimes it just really comes out offensive no matter how much you choose your words. But if you're at the receiving end of a criticism or a correction, don't dwell on the offense. Dwell on what you can correct and what you can improve on. And so I want to end with this story about a guy named Jerry. This is a story written by Francie Baltasar Schwartz. She talks about this guy, Jerry, who was the kind of guy you love to hate. Bakit? Kasi he's always in a good mood, always uppity, you know, kahit na anong bad news ang dumating, he always finds the positive thing in a situation. And he would say, you know, life is all about choices. When you cut away all the junk, every situation is a choice. You choose how you react to situations. You choose how people will affect your mood. You choose to be in a good mood or a bad mood. The bottom line, it's your choice how you live your life. So this guy, this Jerry, several years later, he owned a restaurant and he did something that you should never do. He left the back door of his restaurant open and three gunmen entered and they were robbing his restaurant. At gunpoint, they made him open his safe. And his finger slipped and he couldn't open the safe. So the robbers panicked and they shot him. But thank God, Jerry was rushed to the hospital. He was still alive when they got to the hospital. And after 18 hours of surgery and intensive care, weeks of intensive care, he made it. He was released. He had bullet fragments in his body, but he was alive. And when the author saw Jerry again, 
He said, you want to see my scars? Parang, no, 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 thank you, no, thank you. But tinanong nung, nung ano, what was going on in your head? Nung nabaril ka? What, what was going on in your head? Alam mo, sabi ni Jerry, the first thing that went through my mind was that I should have locked the back door. <laughs> sabi niya. And then, as he lay there on the floor, bleeding, he remembered that he had two choices. He said, I could choose to live or I could choose to die. So I chose to live. So nakuha siya, sinakay siya sa ambulance, and then they brought him to the trauma center, to the ER. And then when he got to the ER, he saw the faces of the nurses and the doctors who were looking down at him. And there was this big nurse shouting questions at him. And he could read from the faces of the doctors and from the faces of the nurses, this guy is not going to make it. He's going to die. Oh my. And he said, I'm choosing to live. These people are already looking at me like I'm dead. So when this big nurse asked him, are you allergic to anything? And Jerry replied, he said, yes. He took a deep breath and he said, I'm allergic to bullets. And everybody in that ER started to laugh. And he said, I choose to live. I'm choosing to live. So please operate on me as if I'm alive, not dead. And so that changed the entire atmosphere in that room. And the doctors were able to save Jerry's life. He lived because of the skill of the doctors and the nurses, but he lived. He was able to motivate. He was able to change the temperature in that room. He did not become a thermometer. He became a thermostat. And because of that, it's a reminder. He's a reminder that every day we have the choice to live fully. We have a choice to live fully. And it starts here in our minds. I want to go back to that very first passage that we read in Proverbs 23, verse 7. And it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The choice is yours, brother. The choice is yours, sister, to live fully. And it starts in your mind. Hallelujah. If the Lord spoke to you, say hallelujah and give the Lord a clap offering. Yay! So I pray that you test positive, not for COVID, definitely not. But you test positive in your thought life, in your actions, and in everything that happened in your life this coming week and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the beauty of your word. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for opening my eyes to the choice that I have, Lord, to live fully, starting in my mind. I pray for all those, Lord, who are with me here in Hunger Club, all those who are listening, and all those who will be watching this on replay. Lord, bless them. Bless our thought life this week. Help us to think about thoughts that are pure, lovely, and of good report. Help us to take negative thoughts into captivity and to make it obedient to Christ. And we just thank you, Jesus, 
because we know that you reign. You reign even in our thought life. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If this teaching has blessed you, we invite you to join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Philippine time on my Facebook page or live on YouTube at Feast Makati District. You can also keep the cycle of generosity going by supporting the Feast Makati District. Simply go to www.myfeastoffering1.com.